Welcome to the Augusta Press Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Mace, and it is my pleasure to invite journalists and editors from the Augusta Press here to the PowerServe studios in beautiful downtown Augusta. Today, on our inaugural episode, I'm sharing a microphone with none other than Charmaine Brackett, writer, reporter, actor, singer, songwriter, <laughs> mom, the list goes on and on and on. Charmaine, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm impressed with oh. uh, my resume there. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty long. I, I mean, I, and I, I made it short. I condensed it. Um, instead of rehashing the latest articles from the online newspaper, which you can find at theaugustapress.com, mm-hmm. I wanted this podcast to help listeners and readers get to know the journalists who are bringing the news every day. So we're going to dive into your history. We're going to learn a little bit about your writing style and your education and then how you interact and get the stories that go on the Augusta Press. Uh, and uh, should be a lot of fun. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for having me. Let's dive in. Why the heck did you decide to become a journalist? Um, I went to Augusta College, and I always wanted to write. I've always loved to read, and I always liked to write. Um, I majored in English. Um, I have, um, so the conversation went like this. When people would ask me, so what's your major? And I'd say English, and they'd say, Oh, so you're going to be a teacher. And Ah. I have the utmost respect for teachers. However, I believe that a teacher is called. (laughs) And I knew that I was not called to be a school teacher. Um, One thing, I was painfully shy, which is very ironic considering what I do. Um, But I was... I was so afraid of, of uh, being in front of people and, and doing the whole teaching thing, and I did not want to be a teacher. So um, part of it was rebellious, I think. Okay. I decided I was going to do prove to people that I could do something with an English degree besides teach. Um, there is, a, I probably should not digress, but there's a, a Broadway play called Q Avenue. And okay. in there, there is a song called What Do You Do With a B.A. in English? Because it is so <laughs> um, maligned as a, uh, as a degree. Like an art history degree or something exactly. like that. Like, what the heck are you going to do with this? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, so I decided that I was going to do something with an English degree just besides be a school teacher. Well, there you go. So, you d- so journalism, though, is, a, is not... You know, writing fiction. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, doing uh, long form nonfiction. You're you're going to be writing every day. What yeah. was your first job as a journalist? So um, I started taking um, news writing and magazine writing classes while I was also taking my um, Shakespeare classes at um, Augusta College. And um, in my news writing class, one of them, the um, uh, journalism professor said, you know, they're hiring stringers for the Chronicle Sports Department. Okay. And so I think that at one point in my life, I had wanted to be a sportscaster, a sports reporter. And so I thought, where ah, did that's that come I from? I liked football and, okay. and stuff when I was growing up. I really liked sports. Um, I you was were an interesting <laughs> kid. You're like Broadway, English, football. Yeah, right? I, I am totally a weird child. Eclectic we're, is we're, the word. Uh, the, that's the word. Okay. <laughs> um, creative people are, are um, unusual. Yes. Anyway, so I always liked sports, and I, I thought it would be really cool to be a sports reporter. So I started writing for the Chronicle, and oh my gosh, now I'm going to age myself here. Um, I worked football Friday nights. This is five years ago, right? 
Mm. Yeah, <laughs> just a couple. So football Friday night meant that the coaches at the time would call in their stats. And I would get I, – I would stay at the paper until like – one thirty or 2 o'clock in the morning. On a Friday night? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, I got pulled over one time. I was coming home from work, and the cop pulled me over because I'm sure he thought I was drinking. I was just tired. <laughs> and so he pulled me over, and I said, I'm on my home from work. And he's like, just go. What, like the, the, <laughs> the restaurant or the bar? But you were actually – Hold up at the Chronicle writing I was, uh, uh, football stats. Taking football scores because at the time, the Chronicle had three editions. They printed the ha- um, paper in-house, and on the way out, they would give me a copy of Saturday's newspaper at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning. Wow, so you would have just written the stuff after those games, and it was coming. That's instant. Now, it's not as instant as online, no. right? As soon as you write that uh, yeah. article and hit post, it's, it's, uh, it's there. up there, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty scary when you go, oh, no, I was not supposed to post that. Let's yeah, change that. But <laughs> now, I mean, I, we love the Internet, obviously, here at PowerServe. We build yeah. websites. We do a lot of uh, digital marketing and things like that. One of the best parts about that is is you can always go in and fix that misspelled word. And I, I grew up yeah. uh, here uh, I grew up in Kansas City, but I made my way down to Augusta and worked uh, at Tidwell Printing. If you remember where that was, down there on Broad Street. And uh, at Tidwell, man, y- y- you misspell something and print 30,000 copies of a, of a brochure and y- your, your butt's going to get in trouble. And I'm assuming it was the same way at the Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more involved with editorial and yeah. spell check and all that kind of stuff. Who was your first editor that you worked for? Well, the first editors were in the sports department, and I really liked working in the sports department, but I was married and had a small child at the time, and the idea of coming home at 2 o'clock in the morning, no, that just didn't that didn't, that didn't work, so I decided that I did not want to be a sports writer. Um, so the first and all the sports happen on the weekend. Exactly. I mean, everything's happening exactly. on the weekend. So you're working nights and weekends, and you don't get off until 2 o'clock in the morning. I was like, uh, no. But news never sleeps anyway, so it's still a 24-7 thing. I'm still working nights and weekends. Um, so Rex Sanders was over the um, sports department, and they were not related, but Jerry Sanders was one of the editors, and um, Bill Babb, who's still with the Augusta Chronicle, was one of my editors. And so I learned from them the power of the pun. Power those, of the pun. Those men were full of puns. It was pun city. Did you yeah. integrate the puns into the stories, or is this just like their <laughs> no. their their style of management was was? That was just the way they punishment. were. But, but yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but when you're dealing with headlines, especially in the sports, you know, you you can you have freer reign than whether you're if you're writing about the mayor and you know city council or, or whatever it doesn't you, feel you know, as serious right? it, yeah unless you're talking about the georgia bulldogs down here <laughs> in the south and then it is super serious it is but you know you can use more creative language and and um, puns and headlines and, and things like that so i thought college i thought football happened on sundays until i moved down here and then i realized wow it only happens on saturdays that's yes. what everybody cares about um now you've not just been a reporter. I alluded to a few other jobs that you have held, uh, kind of in the intro there. Um, you've been a fiction writer, correct? How many books have you written? About well, not, 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 not. <laughs> let's talk about this. How many published books do you have? Uh, about fourteen. About fourteen published books. Is that counting the children's book? That's counting the. I have two children's two books. Two children's books. Wow. I do I have? And it's funny. My two children's books are. Um, 
they're more nonfiction because they're based on true stories. Oh, okay, cool. Tell, tell us a little bit about the, that first one that you did. So the first one, um, um, shameless self-promotion, it won the 2015 Georgia Author of the Year Award. Wow, um, impressive. It is based on my great-grandmother. She performed in her family circus um, at the age of four. She started performing. And so I took family records, um, family photos. I traveled to Baraboo, Wisconsin, Seattle, Washington, Galveston, Texas, Alexandria, Louisiana. Wow. Um, I traveled to a lot of different places to try to get information because there just wasn't a lot written about the circus that she was with. Um, and so what I came up with was a children's book, and I incorporated some of the things that my grandmother had written, um, her daughter, uh, about her circus memories and um, and then got some great illustrations by Erica Pastecki. Yeah, great amazing artist. Amazing artwork. artist. She was just – it was it was so – it was a – a divine kind of synergy thing that happened. <laughs> um, she painted the first picture, and I traveled to Seattle to meet with a cousin who had this, who was not on social media, not on the internet, um, still in the dark ages. <laughs> anyway, so I had to travel all the way out there to get some pictures um, that she had in this photo album. And so I took a picture of my great-grandmother with a horse, and it was what Erica had painted that is crazy. It was totally crazy because I looked at this white horse and I looked at this picture that I had and I and I just knew that she was I had made the right choice that in, is awesome. in picking that. That's awesome. The, so the what's artist. the name of that book? It's called Little Pearls Circus World. Little Pearls Circus World. Awesome. Yes. And then you've done some kind of uh, young adult fiction, right? Yeah, um, a science fiction fantasy. That's uh, that's what I came up with. It's called The Key of Elion and it that was the first book in the series, and it won the um, Augusta Literary Festival's Yerby Award for fiction. Wow. Um, and that How was do you find time to write books and write articles? I mean, I know that you've had some seasons where you weren't yeah. writing daily article stuff, but it, are those books during those times? Um, some of that is. Um, I've just, I used to interview authors. Okay. And I used to think that they were completely insane when they would tell me, oh, well, my characters tell me what to write. And I thought, you people have lost <laughs> your mind until I started writing books and would wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and have these characters' voices in my head playing out scenes. And I'd be like, oh, my gosh. It's almost like you're just getting to watch it and then you pretty document much, it. That's pretty Pretty that's, much. They, they Once you think on these things enough and they – to me, the characters in my books are like real people. They have personalities. They have their – I mean, I, I visualize them. I know what they look like. Um, if anyone was to ever write a, make a movie out of them, I'd be one of those people that was like, that's not what that person looked like. Um, <laughs> little P.L. Travers yeah, like uh, no. the Mary Poppins stuff. No, it does um, not look like that. To, so uh, people can find your books on Amazon, right? Yep. They're all available there. Charmaine Brackett, they can find them. And um, the book Tavern – plug to um, okay. David over at the book tavern he carries yep. my books too okay yes man he's been around for a long time he has That's he has done all of my book signings um, and so yeah he's support fantastic. him he's great and he's, he's great. got a great um, graphic novel comic book section too and not <laughs> yeah. everybody always likes that and he has a great local author section yep. so that, you know, it's not mine, but there are a lot of um, authors in Augusta. That's uh, That leads us to some of the stuff that you've been doing for the Augusta Press. You get a chance to interview people around town, find interesting mm -hmm. stories about our community. Um, what was the first story that you did for the Augusta Press? Do you remember? Gosh. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, the first one that came out um, 
on January 11th, yep. uh, 2021, was about Carlton Clay. Okay. And he is a um, a young African-American filmmaker. He Anybody who can hustle, he is he's out there pushing it doing it he's been he's great um he writes his own stuff he produces his own stuff um he's he entered all these film um festivals and he got a um, a distribution deal so he's had like four movies come out just this year Um, he started out doing like um tv shows on the internet like web-based series i think is what he yeah. calls them and um his dream is to have his own network and to have a soap opera that is wow. his dream but he's he's amazing i i've interviewed him several times and, and it's just he makes me tired so all the stuff so he does how many how many people have you interviewed since the first of the year i mean you've done you were telling me you've done over 200 articles and we're in the middle of April mm-hmm. when we're recording this. Yeah. Um, the paper launched in January. And yeah, I think you guys were working a little bit in December. Yeah, I started it got in going, December. Going mm-hmm. pretty quick. Um, that's just you. That means that there are hundreds and hundreds of articles on the website already. Yeah, I think it's, it's crazy. Um, close. It's over a thousand. Over yeah. a thousand. There's over articles a thousand articles already. on there. Wow. Did you? It, I mean, it, it's neat that everything got going with with the Augusta Press and. Um, PowerServe was very proud to be a part of mm-hmm. the launch, and we got to work on the website. And um, I got to know uh, – I knew you already, but got to know um, Joe, the publisher, and some of the yeah. other um, writers through the process and the, the journalists. And uh, it is very exciting to see the the paper take off the way that it has. Yeah. And um, it's a place where you can get stories that uh, just weren't being written and hadn't been written over the last few years. And uh, – you know, you talked about the other paper here in town, and they're just not doing this type of work. So it's exciting to watch you guys do this, and uh, really, really neat. All right, now you were talking about Augusta College. Yeah, now, when I moved all. here, it's Augusta College, just like it's I, always going to be Clarksville. Listen, Hill. when I when I moved here twenty <laughs> some years ago, I don't know even know, maybe it was Augusta College then, but it's changed its name a few times. We're talking oh, yeah. about Augusta University, University, right? Yeah, yeah. Who was your favorite <laughs> teacher back at Augusta University um, or prob- Augusta College? Uh, probably Dr. Jim Garvey. He was my journalism professor, and he was really a mentor. And um, even to this day, I will see him um, at author events, and I can't call him Jim. He will always <laughs> be Dr. Garvey. So if you hear this, Dr. Garvey, you you know, I will always call you that. Um, but he he. Yeah, he, he really um, helped me. He was the writing coach at the newspaper, yeah. um, and, and that's how he found out about the job. And he was always one to, when he gave you criticism on things, he told you what you could do to improve it. You know, I, I don't, um, people will talk to me because I've written books, and they'll be like, well, I'm, I'm part of an author group. And I'm like, don't be part of an author group because... Oh gosh, I just probably shouldn't say Other that. Other authors are not going to be good but at helping a, you. But a lot of times, I've found that they're more um, nitpicky and critical, and they don't help you. All they want to do is complain. And so, if you have an author group out there and y'all are positive and uplifting people, I'm sorry. Um, but well, there's a lot of ego involved, uh, fragile egos, and yeah. then big egos with with authors and writers. And you are exposing yourself, oh, yeah. especially with, with with fiction. I mean, even even your 
I mean, you're putting yourself out there every day with the, with these stories. And, oh, yeah. and, you know, you don't hopefully don't do anything that you don't really take ownership of. So if somebody is very critical of it, that can be, can be negative, um, not not good. So yeah. so he was he was able to give constructive criticism. Yeah, he gave um, um, what he would do is when we'd write an article, he would t- he would take them, make copies of them and hand them out to everybody. And I don't know how many times mine actually, and and it was embarrassing at first, but he would always say, okay, this is what's really good about this article. This is what she did really well here, and this is where we could have some improvement. So where could we make the improvement? What could we do to improve it? And I don't have problems with that type of criticism yeah. because if you don't just tell me there's a problem. Tell me how I can fix it. Right, and anybody... I think it's the concept of yes and it's mm-hmm. like okay here's what she did we can see where she was trying what she was trying to do here how could we have done that better or right. how can we make that work is very different than uh, that sucks yeah, exactly. and then having no input as to what it is I mean we we um, w- when we try to do when we're building websites or we're talking uh-huh. about creative efforts here where we're building a logo or, a, or an ad or something um, it's never we don't ever like to hear from a client or hear from somebody well I don't like that right it's like well, yeah, well why? why you have to tell me why so we can yeah. pull out you know what's going on well you know I'm a, like we're talking about I'm a Georgia Bulldog fan and you used orange in the ad I'm like well there you go we can change that yeah you know? really. let's, let's make it red on, let's work on something else yeah well like you said um, so um, I got this comment on a, a story and at first I almost got my feelings hurt but then it was like the person said um, something like why do I have to read through all of this fluff? And I'm thinking, I'm the features editor. <laughs> and I write... Some of what I do is fluff, right? I write fluff. Yeah, so you can't insult me because that's what I do. And you read it, so... There you go. You know, what What was the problem? Is it? it do you read a lot of the... So follow up a lot of the social media stuff when people are commenting? I mean, because that's a whole new aspect of... Uh, of journalism that we didn't have uh, 20, 20 years ago, right? right? There was people would read articles in the paper and they would gripe to their spouse or <laughs> their yeah. little friend circle and then maybe they would send a letter to the editor or might send a comment directly to a reporter. But now everybody has the anonym- anonymity, is that yeah. the word, of the internet and they're able to just make comments, ha- whatever they want. Does that affect you in the way you write? Do you try to try to understand and digest that stuff or do you just kind of do what you're supposed to do um well one thing that i don't do is um respond to any comments okay um i'm not going to other people might but that's me and um one of the things that i've learned from amazon and reviews there is you just ignore them you know and if it's something positive it's nice um and some people will my email is on the end of every story so if somebody wants to contact me they can and you know i've had some people contact me and personal conversations but you know i'm writing stuff that i I call these stories quality of life yeah because i'm not writing about the mayor or the sheriff or any of those people who are controversial um most of the things that i am writing about are people places arts and events um things to do food oh my gosh i've written about so much food well and people are pretty opinionated about food in fact i can tell you i I, I, sometimes i care more about food than some people for sure exactly (laughs) but when it's the way i present food is here this is see and i don't write restaurant reviews i do have a a couple of people who are doing like that kind of content Mm -hmm. 
Um, but I don't want I don't want us to be a, a Yelp site. Sure, you know, sure. There's um, enough. There's enough, enough review m- platforms for exactly. people. If they're looking for a description of who has the best spaghetti in town, they're going to be able to yeah. find that. So it's more oriented around the story of the owners of that business, the people working y- there, some, how it came about. Sometimes, you know, it's like a, a fine line between a business article and a feature article. Yeah. So um, it might have to do with trends. I did a story last week about this woman who has developed a, a – a, vegan pimento cheese and wow. then i went to the um market downtown and and met this guy who makes vegan um donuts i don't even like donuts and i tasted one and i thought oh my gosh this is amazing um <laughs> i don't even like donuts and i've done stories about farmers markets and fresh food and farm to table and new restaurant and you name it and we're probably working on it. <laughs> no, well, that's good. That's good. Um, let's go back into education. So you you told me earlier that you've grown up in Richmond County your whole life. Is that right? I did. Wow. Yeah. What uh, high school did you end up going to? I went to Aquinas. Aquinas. And who was your favorite teacher there? I had two, actually. Okay. Um, so one of them was Mr. Lavert, and he is still there, Awesome. I, I believe. Um, and he was the type of – so I he taught religion, but it was interesting because I had him every year – for, for something. And one of the things about him is he wanted you to think. So whatever you, whatever project he did. Yeah. And, and I mean, so right now I couldn't really tell you anything that we really learned in class. Although I, that was the first time I'd ev- ever read like C.S. Lewis. And I didn't know he wrote um, science fiction until, <laughs> until They're I had awesome, to, re- until I had to read Paralandra, but that's like the middle story. So why <laughs> do you pull that out? I was so confused. <laughs> Anyway, um, but he, yeah, the critical thinking, that was the main thing to me is I remember writing a paper and he told me, I expected so much more from you. And I was wow. like, wow. And so it was like going back to the whole thing about give me um, criticism that I can build on. Why did you think that yeah. I could do better? What was it about? It, yeah, it hurt, but um <laughs> But, but, you know, I, I liked that. Somebody giving me a bar to, to um, reach well, for. Well, I think that's something that a good teacher does is helps you yeah. learn how to think, how to process information. Exactly. And uh, that's, that's really important. Cool. So Aquinas was it. That's great. Yeah. Um, the next part of your world, obviously, was journalism and learning how to do all that. But I want everybody to, to – I'd like for everybody to kind of find out what is the difference between – a reporter, a writer, an editor, a columnist. Like, okay. give me the lay of the land here, right? Like, I'm 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 following all this stuff, but there's a lot of term. And then yeah. is it is a a reporter and journalist are the same thing? Is a journalist like the whole capturing everybody? Yeah, well, I, th- I think the jur- journalist that's the million dollar word for reporter, and that what that is. Okay. Um, so I think wh- I mean we're a small group, so we wear a lot of the different hats. My title is feature editor and so but I also do a lot of writing um so as an editor I make assignments I have um I'm working with four different writers right now who um they each have their own area that they're going to write stories in but I make sure that nobody is covering the same thing okay so everybody has their own little niche that they're going to be in and um, X writer is not writing anything that Z writer is going to be writing. Um, and then I edit their content 
write the headline, make sure that they get pictures. If they're having problems, like I got a text last night from somebody who said, um, this story's not working out. Do you, got, do you, do you have <laughs> do you any, any ideas? ideas? <laughs> Love it. Um, so, so that's the thing is to work with them to generate ideas. I, um, I've discovered that um, ideas are like bunnies. The more ideas you have, the more ideas you get. It, it works that way. Yeah, um, I've, I've, I've had people ask me, where do you get your ideas, whether like, it's a creative idea or writing idea? And I think that really, you know, we're, we're, we're creative beings. And so mm-hmm. the, if you foster that muscle to create ideas, they will come. So they if, do. You've, if you've had an idea for a story, write it down, move on to the other one. Where do you, like if you have an idea for an article, mm-hmm. right, or you have an idea for a story, where are you guys storing that? Is that going in an email? Do you put it in a just a Word document on your hard drive? Do you write in a journal? Where do you okay. put that stuff? Um, I have a whiteboard. <laughs> a whiteboard. Okay, gotcha. Um, I'm I'm still there. Are a few things from the 20th century. Sorry, um, <laughs> because I read that if you write things down, you have a better connection to that, sure. and it, it you know it develops pro- uh, processes in your brain. Right. So I still have a planner. Um, that I write things down in, um, story ideas. I sat in a meeting the other day and just wrote down story ideas that I had that just were coming to me while other people were talking. Um, I mean, I've developed enough relationships in this community through, through my work. Um, people are coming you to know, you with, with, with stuff too, so right? Please send me emails. <laughs> Charmaine, it's C-H-A-R-M-A-I-N at theaugustapress.com. Um, I would love to get more ideas. I do have some people who, who send me ideas. Um, you know, I do cover arts and entertainment, and I'm so glad that things are going to be coming back so I yes. can cover theater, symphony, um, you know, dance, all of those types of things um, are coming back. Festivals will be yes. back. I mean, we're going to yes. be, we're gonna be, we'll be inundated yes. with all that kind of stuff. It's going to be so. good. I think, I think it's going to come back with a vengeance too. Yes. And we will be, and, and that's the thing that I really like about the Augusta Press is that everything, like you said, I've written more than 200 stories and every single one of those had a local angle. I talked to somebody locally about those um, and, and so that's what I really like is that, and I, t- I've talked to so many people and they're like, oh, I'm so glad that somebody's covering what we're doing. Yeah. And I'm going to people that I wrote stories about 20 years ago with the Chronicle and now I'm able to, yeah, I wasn't able to do things well, with them and now I'm able to do it again. So it's exciting to me. I, th- I think that the, that what another aspect of the Augusta Press is it's, not only are the stories local, but you guys as the journalists are also local and mm-hmm. do have a history here. Yeah. You guys have been around. You know things. Um, oh, yeah. So speaking of that, what is the weirdest story that you've written? The weirdest thing that you've covered? Oh, she looks perplexed, guys. Yeah. This is where we need the video <laughs> part of the uh, <laughs> podcast here. Weird. Um, oh, now she's going through the ones that she doesn't want to tell me in her mind. Uh, there are a lot of creative people. Okay, so creative people, by their very nature, are different and unusual. Interesting, for sure. They are, and um, I won't take offense to that. Man, okay, so this, without trying to offend anybody, there is a theater group in town. Sure. And they are called the Misfit Theater. Okay. And they meet over at Petchco's. So Petchco. 
Peter Etchko, he's a very interesting person. If you've ever met him, you will know what I'm saying. If you haven't met him, you need to go meet him. Look him up, I guess. Um, he runs the American, the Petchko's American Dime Museum, and it's not what you think it is. It's more, it's it's like um, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Okay. Okay. And and where's this at? It's on Sixth Street. The train runs so it's right right down the yeah, road it's, here. Yeah, it's okay. right next to Hildebrandt's. Okay, gotcha. Um, and so when when he comes back, I mean, pandemic shut some of his things down, but he has a little theater space in there, and he would bring in people like um, sword swallowers. I never saw a real life sword. That's a real thing. That is a real thing, mm, and it no, is. Thank you. It is scary. <laughs> it is scary. Okay, so now we're talking about the weird stuff because. Yeah. Because one of the things, it, the oddities, you yeah. know, his museum has oddities. Like bearded ladies and that type of there thing? You, there you go. Wow. And um, and so the misfit people, they did a play not too long ago, and I wrote a story about it, and it was called the, oh, I'm going to get this wrong, it had something to do with the Repo Man. Okay. Um, but the Repo Man in this case was... Um, it had to do with organ transplants. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a cult it's movie. A, there's a movie, there, yes. So yeah, this play. Repo Man, the movie. Yes. So this play was based on that. Okay. Now. Why would you do a play based on Repo oh, Man? Oh, it gets better. <laughs> it gets better. This is where I feel like, and for an extra nine ninety five, <laughs> um, they had the 3D experience of it. Okay. Yes, and it was complete with splatter vision. Splatter vision? Yes. Did you have to wear a tarp to go um, It to was the pretty advisable that if you sat in the front, you should wear Like a, a Gallagher tarp. show. Exactly. Wow. That is super interesting. So the Misfit Theater, that is that does... So you've had to go see... No, I didn't uh, go to that. I, uh, you, I did you, a... <laughs> I did... So see, the thing about a I, lot I of what... I wasn't going to be seen there, but I did write the story. Well, I mean, a lot of what I do is to let people know about things that are happening. Uh, yes. And it would be to people's advantage to know about it beforehand, you know, instead yeah. of saying, oh, I really wish I'd known that was happening. So, it, so it's better for me to write a story saying this is happening next week instead of oh by the way this just happened and, and explain a little bit of the experience and exactly let know what's so going on. they can go and have the splatter vision experience. <laughs> wow, splatter vision. I, I, I've yeah, yeah I guess maybe like Disney Disney rides that's about it on that I think that probably would have been a little different with Repo Man, a little bit different. Wow, interesting. Well, <laughs> you asked. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, what have you got coming up? Okay, so anything arts and entertainment related, that's what I'm going to be doing. Um, there's a group called the Augusta Amusements, and they bring in acts to the Jabez um, Harden Theater out there in Columbia County. They're bringing in a, um, a young lady named Emmy Sunshine. Okay. Um, she was just on American Idol, um, and she, uh, she'll she be performing. So I've got an interview with her set up Monday. Um, I'll be doing stories about the local groups and, and how they're – you know, getting ready for their season next year. Um, the symphony just released their list of um, performances. So um, really I'm covering all of the, when COVID kind of lets up and everything yeah. opens, you're going to be on top of all of those things. Okay. Great. Right. And I'm always, um, I do something every Monday called at work with. So I interview people about their jobs, um, what they do for a living. I've met some interesting people that way. Um, that's it. You got a lot going on. And then you're also, Damn. like you said, you're editing several other people that are out right. there getting other articles. Yeah. So um, there's there's somebody who covers like different 
um, cocktails. That's her thing. The naked nice. Epicurean. She does cocktails. So if you find her on the first and third Friday, um, I have somebody covering nightlife. So local bands, local bars, entertainment. Um, that's her thing. And then I've got two other people who are covering restaurants and, and doing kind of restaurant reviews and what's new restaurant wise. And we try to, you know, whatever's local, um, new businesses opening profiles on people who own those businesses so people are listing and and they've got something come up yeah. in the community they can email you like Please you said charmaine at the augustapress.com yeah love to love to hear from them. uh thank you for coming Yay. on this first show it was fun to learn yeah. a little bit about your history and uh learn a little bit about what you do there uh with the augustapress.com again this was jeremy mace so your host here yeah. at the power serve studios and with me was Charmaine Brackett, and we look forward to joining you next time. Yay!